What's good? What's good, y'all? This is Krill from Out the Box. Out the Box Talks. Out the Box TV. I'm back for another episode. You are in tune to season four of Out the Box Talks. This is episode 103. It is a pleasure once again to be back. You know, I started out the year a little late. So we launched season four. I want to say really like going into the first of April. But I think I the first episode I, I put out on the 31st, right, of season four. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be back. And um, as always, I got a talented guest on the show. But before I introduce my my guests, I want to shout out some things happening without the box. As you all that have been following me know, I have the, the website, which is a blog site, uh, outtheboxmedia.com, where you can find new creative and conscious hip-hop as well as some new soul music posted on a daily basis. So if you are someone that's looking for, you know, to be put on on what's, what's dope that exists out there in the music world, especially from a thoughtful perspective with hip-hop, this is a perfect website to go to on a daily basis to check for new music. Um, also, I have the Patreon page where you can go to to get exclusive interview clips that have not been available to the public. So you have to be a Patreon subscriber to get access to these interview clips. I have about 40 plus exclusive interview clips on the Patreon right now. So let me just throw that up for those. You know, you could go to that website, um, patreon.com slash out the box media. Also, we have our merch page, outtheboxmedia.bigcartel. So if you want to get merch like the snapback that I'm wearing and the the uh, tee that I'm wearing. And also, coffee mugs. There's a few cool product items that you can purchase to support and rock to show your connection to Out the Box. You know what I'm saying? And, and to represent for Out the Box. So... That link is also up, and these links will be in the description of the video. Uh, if you are catching the episode via YouTube, you know we have the YouTube channel Out the Box TV where you'll see most of the interviews, and then I also have the Out the Box Media channel where I do mostly like music reviews and other cool things about to come on that channel as well. And uh, if you would like to support the platform by sending a donation to keep us going, we have our Cash App, which is Cash App, Cash Tag Out the Box Rep, and PayPal, paypal.me slash Out the Box Media. You can send donations there, you know, whatever you can send, right? You know, the littlest amount is appreciative. It helps to keep the platform going. All right. So I just wanted to shout those things out. As I said earlier, if you're catching me on YouTube, on Out the Box TV, we do stream the podcast as a high-quality audio podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and wherever you generally go to to listen to audio podcasts, you'll be able to hear the episodes there in high-quality form. All right? So, yeah, man, I just wanted to get those things out the way. And I also want to just thank all of the viewers and the listeners that have been rocking with me and continue to support me and this magnificent platform, Out the Box Media. So, like I said, man, I always like to bring you a dope guest on the platform. And one of the things that has excited me about starting season four is being able to talk with artists that I've haven't gotten a chance to interview yet. As you know, I've interviewed artists a few times. You know, there's if you look at my podcast last year, there's artists that I've interviewed, you know, as a, a couple times, right? So it's always good to get fresh talent on the platform. And the brother that I'm about to speak to today is someone that I think is 
not only unique in his sound, but gifted as a production ear in his in in the music that he he puts together as well. Even though he's mainly an MC, um, his new project is so cohesively produced and is so successfully, you know, presented as an album that I just really felt the need to get him on the platform. So I'm grateful that he was able to uh, come on to, to, to the uh, show today. So, yeah, man, we're going to talk to him about this new project uh, just to give a little history about him musically. Well, he's hailing from Brooklyn, New York, which is the the land that I'm a native of as well. And um, he put out a project entitled Purple Dino Half Price EP in May of 2020. And then right after, also in May of 2020, he put out the Trumpets Project. And in 2022, February 1st to be exact, he put out the More Chores album, which is produced by Krista Castro, Hygieno and Jesse Raxon. And that is the album that I first got wind of him on. And from the first listen of the project, I was intrigued. So uh, without further ado, I want to cut to the chase and bring on my brother hailing from Brooklyn, New York, the homie, the MC, the talent himself, Lord Queso. Welcome, welcome to Out the Box Talk. What's good, peace, brother? Peace, brother. Word. How's everything? Thank you for having me. Word. Indeed, man. It's a pleasure, as I said, to have you on the show, man. Um, how are you doing, man? How how's how's life at this stage in time for you? Um, I'm doing really well. Like I'm I'm really thankful, you feel me? Like I'm thankful. Word. Um you know, life is good. Life is good. Life always is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if life is always good, but like I'm very thankful. Like since my the, my project More Choice came out, yeah, it's been like it's been been received pretty well. So I'm really thankful for that. Indeed, man. Right. And and I, I forgot to mention that it's it's currently exclusively on Bandcamp, and right. I see that you've gotten a lot of support for this project. So it's good to see that even after you released those other two projects in 2020, that this one is doing so well. Like, yeah, I, I, I almost want to say it's like doing better than those, the, uh, the other nah, two. It definitely right? is. Yeah. It definitely is. Or it definitely is. And, mm -hmm. oh, just a little clarify, um, to clap, to clarify, um, I, I actually put trumpets out first. You feel me? I put okay. trumpets out in the end of 2019. Um, ah, okay. I'm glad you said that. That's, it only shows the dates that I put it on, on, on Bandcamp. That's when I put it on Bandcamp. But I did release, um purple dino ep purple dino half price ep um in may of 2020 that's a fact got it got it i'm glad that you clarified that because i was like i was looking at the release dates on Bandcamp, and i was like really like like i was puzzled i was like <laughs> did you really release another project like the same month same you know same time so that makes a lot of sense now so Word. you're saying that trumpets came out first Facts. Purple Facts. Dino. Okay. but i actually made purple dino first you feel me? I made okay. that. I actually made that shit probably like 2014, 2015. Okay. Around then. Or 2012, like 2013, 2014-ish. Yeah, around then. Dope. But yeah. I, you know what I mean? Or nah, thanks for it. that clarification. I appreciate no that. No doubt. So before we even jump into more chores, because like I said, this is going to be, this interview is going to be focused on that project. I do want you to give the people out there some insight on how you initially got interested in emceeing and, you know, wanting to take it seriously music wise. Um, so basically I would say around, like I always been a fan of, of music and hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like Michael Jackson and like shy lights, they was like my first like favorites. You feel me? Especially Michael Jackson. And then like, I started liking like, you know, I started, I got introduced to hip hop when I went by my cousin crib and like, they just like put me on a Biggie and Tupac and you feel me? Shit like that. And like, I started rhyming on my own. I would say 
all right, in seventh grade when um I don't know if you remember like Young Guns from State Property. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they um when they made Can't Stop Won't Stop and they had the um the video, it was the first first boy students in the school. <laughs> so I'm like, oh where and they was young, you feel me? So I'm like, nah, I wanna I wanna rap. <laughs> so that made me actually wanna rap. So but my raps was kinda like talking about nonsense and stuff. Right. But um when I got to high school and um my senior year, it was a um in the AP English classes. A man by the name of Abli Odun. He was he was a part of the um last poets. Yeah, Abli Odun. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so he used to come to my high school and he used to um like teach teaching the um AP English class on Tuesdays. I didn't have AP English, but I used to ask the teacher if I could just pull up in the class like when I had lunch because I wanted to learn from Abli Odun. So I used to do that, and then um so we used to you know give little poetry lessons. I used to make sure I did all of them joints. And I wasn't really a good student at the time. So like I had like I had to make I had to do extra classes to make my credits to graduate. So I had like two English classes. And the um and one English class was like it had like like tenth graders and stuff in there. And I'm a senior. You feel me? So the other English teacher told this English teacher, like, yo, he typed nice with the poetry, you feel me? So she just made me write poems and stuff, and I ain't really have to do no work, but that kind of worked out well for me, cause it basically it made me bump into something called Urban Word NYC, which was like a um it's like a like a it's like a workshop for young poets and stuff. So I kind of got better fucking with Urban Word, and then um I stopped fucking with Urban Word because like <laughs> you know I I you know certain friends at the time used to you know what I mean like it was weird. Yeah, you know I mean you know Brooklyn and shit. Mm -hmm. So so you know being outside. But um, freaking, I wanted to start rapping when I um after I graduated. Like I, you know, I didn't, I don't, I didn't know what I wanted to be growing up. You know, well, growing up, I wanted to be mad different things. But when you graduate, well, when I graduated high school, it kind of hit me like, like you feel me? Like I don't, I don't want to be what my mom want me to be. And I don't, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what could make some money? Like besides, like you know, being a poet can't. You know what I mean? I didn't really see many poets like, you know, making money that I thought as an 18 year old, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So um, I said I wanted to be a rapper, but I never took it seriously until I would say 2013, 2014. I mean, I would always write rhymes and record music, but uh, when my friend Capo died, it's when I started writing trumpets, you feel me? Mm. So when I started making trumpets, I put trumpets out. So when I, I was just writing rhymes and making music, that was like Purple Dino Half Price. Mm. But um, yeah, trumpets made me really take it serious, and then I kind of took it serious from there. Dope, dope, man. You know, it's it's good to hear the the beginning story, right? Like when you talk about Abi Odun, I would have never thought that because i know the last poet's history and i never thought that he was actually teaching in the school and you know poetry is how you um got introduced to you know emceeing and stuff so that's dope man um the the album more chores uh i want to talk about the title like what what inspired the name as well as the artwork that we see on the cover so basically well the title all right so it can't it kind of came about from the process so that wasn't necessarily the title i wanted when i first thought of making that album mm -hmm. um i don't even want to talk about what the title would have been but um as i kept going making the album and stuff like it kept giving me this like this this sense of cleaning up so and um not just necessarily like you know doing housework but doing the inner works as well you feel me and um that necessarily what the album is about and at the time too well still you feel me um if you listen closely it's a lot of like it's a lot of like giving thanks to um you know people that came before me and like you know people that laid the groundwork and you know that kind of goes back to you know, laying the groundwork for the world, you know what I'm saying? As like, you know, 
Lamores did. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, it's just more chores and more work to be done. You feel me? It's constantly work to be done. You know, so that's where that's where the title came from. Sure, and it's it looks like on the cover, it's like a screenshot of your face over like a Moore's body. Is that yeah? Is that kind of um what you were going for? Yeah, to display the yeah. the connection between I guess the Moors and you. Yeah, I mean, and necessarily it's like a it's like it's like torches being passed. You know, mm. it's like you know ancestral. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, as they was ancestors before me, I'll be an ancestor for tomorrow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and the album is really family-ish. You know what I'm saying? Family yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, word. I could definitely like tell that. that through a number of tracks on the album, you know, that there's the family connection there. So the album features three main producers, Hygieno, Krista Castro and Jesse Raxon. What's also very notable about the project is is the production. It just sounds really rich and cohesive. How were you all able to build such a compelling sound with these three different producers? Um, hmm, it's a good question. Um, uh, I guess it's just like my beat selection, you know, because mm. it's kind of like certain sounds I gravitate toward. And I ain't going front. I feel like I have a good ear of sequencing, you know, and I got to give a lot of credit too to my brother, Krista Castro, who, um, who was like the, the engineer of the project, mm. you feel me, to kind of like help me bring everything together. You feel me? So word, I feel like it's a combination of all of that. Cause even if even if though it sounds like so cohesive, they all are different as producers. You feel me? They all got their own little they different style. So, or you know what's so interesting is that that was the first thing I thought of when I heard the like the first three tracks. I was like, wow, this the sequencing is awesome on this album. And when I was able to see that it was these three different producers it made me think like yo they could they could be like a producer collective you know what i'm saying you know how you got those <laughs> like the hit makers and you know you got those producer right. collectives and so i was like right. wow like it, it really works so um really dope that you had the sequencing ear so so it was really between you and and chris that came up with the sequencing i mean i i came up with the sequencing nice. but chris helped me bring it you feel me full circle like he helped me like i want to thank my brother chris too son because i want to thank him for his patience and all of that even like putting up with me being annoying as hell Mm. you feel me but like like he definitely helped make every song sound just even though the story is cohesive and like how i sequence the story to go together yeah the sound kind of you know i mean mesh together as well so Nice, nice. Yeah, I'll say it's both of us. Word. So, I don't want to get too ahead with this next question, but you said story, right? And I haven't, I haven't really, in my listening of the album so far, I haven't gotten a story. I've gotten, you know, different, different subjects throughout the album, but is there a cohesive story that, Mm, I mean, if you, I'll let you find it if it, if there is one for you. You feel me? Okay, like, so it's subjective. Word, word. It's really subjective. All right. It's really subjective. I could dig it. I could dig it. To me, like, I looked at it like, all right, it started off in my bedroom, and then it just goes out from there. Ah, you know what I'm okay. saying? But, word, it's subjective, though, for sure. Nice, nice. I like that. But that's a good start, right? To let me know where it starts, even though I, right. I get that. But to, to give that stamp. So, okay. So PS4 Box is such a dope opener track. It sets the tone in sort of a cinematic way and transitions to the second track, Glitz, so seamlessly that you don't even realize it's it's a new track. Like, I feel like PS4 Box to Glitz. I can't even 
tell like when glitz starts like if you're just mm. listening and you're not following the track list um how did you guys plan for the sequencing of the first three tracks all right so um all right so the way i wrote ps4 box and the way i wrote glitz they always went together mm. like they always went together always so um those those two is like one a and b instead of like one and two you feel me and um to me i always felt like uncle mark is a heavy song like that song is mad heavy so when i look at certain classic albums i look at their number threes they number threes be heavy nice. so i'm like all right i'm gonna just slide in uncle mark right there Ooh. so <laughs> or type shit i like that i like that it, it shows that you you're a student of the, of the art of the music art yeah so the album also opens up with a vocal of what sounds like it's your mom telling you to clean your room <laughs> in her Caribbean, my mom. <laughs> right right in her caribbean guyanese accent uh tell me why you feel it was important to have that motherly display of voice present on the album um i don't know like i just felt like i had to like i had to like i had to like um i ain't know how i wanted my mom on there but i had to get my you know me i just had to have my mom on there so it was different ways that she i had her voice you feel me i had her vocals mad different ways you know what i mean like she was telling a story of like of my birth to one of my neighbors and i recorded it boom you feel me? Like she was telling another story to one of my friends. You feel me? And I would try to record that too, but I'm like, nah, this is a little too much. So, so I'm like, you feel me? I just kept it a little minimal, and I felt like just that was good enough, you know. So, let me ask you, how like was was so was this this wasn't a rehearsed recording of her? She you just kind of caught her. <laughs> nah that was a rehearsal okay that was rehearsal. the others wasn't the others wasn't oh nice okay that one was definitely yeah <laughs> wow it i have to say even though it was rehearsed it doesn't sound rehearsed so you know if you were going for that real feel you achieved that you know what i'm saying thank you thank yeah. you Word. well thank she you. achieved that <laughs> Word. um so on the song glitz as well as in some of your other music, you talk about combating gun violence and the harsh realities that come with the street life, critical of those who glorify and perpetuate that gun talk in their rhymes, as though it's cool when, as you say, it's not all glamour and glitz. Why is this message so important to you as an MC? Just because, like, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, you know, in Canarsie, like it's 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 kind of like it's it's rough you know it's it's kind of rough so like like especially nowadays today there's a war going on right and um and basically there's a lot of kids that just be you feel me claiming a side of the war when they're not actually in the war you feel me but because you from here and like, you know what I'm saying? It's just a lot, you know what I mean? A lot that I've seen growing up and a, a lot that I've been a part of and seen to have my, like, I'm glad my mom used to always tell me you're a be a leader. You feel me? Be the head and not the tail. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's just, you know, it's it's just my way of trying to get kids to be themselves type I shit. I could dig it, man. I could dig it. Right. Um. And it's a mature approach, you know, which which I appreciate. Because a lot of times in the music, especially on the mainstream or, you know, the commercial end, like that is often perpetuated, you know, um, right. and, and stereotyped as well. So I, I like when artists are able to give the reality of it. Right. Because it's not all glamour and glitz. Um, Uncle Mark, as we, uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, that track is clearly one of the standout tracks on the album. I could see the deep admiration and respect you have for him, despite some of his shortcomings, which you speak about on the song. 
why do you feel it was important to highlight or give a glimpse of his story on the album? Um, I just felt like I had to, you know, like um, it was a while where it was just me and Uncle Mark just living in this crib. You feel mm. me? So it was like, I would say for a good, like, yeah, for like a whole year, it was just me and him. You know what I'm saying? And then COVID hit and shit got crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like my son wasn't taking his meds. You know, shit was just getting crazy in the crib. Shit was just getting really crazy. And that was what forced me to kind of write because like it was getting really crazy in here. And um, and yeah, I just felt like since this album is kind of about family and stuff, yeah, it had to, it had to get highlighted in there. Indeed, sure. indeed. And I mean, it, it's it's one of the more memorable tracks. So, you know, the story definitely comes across real and authentic, you know. And I see that you kind of got him in, in the outer loot of the track, too. Word. Yeah, yeah. Word. So, the, the interlude to the track, Dustpan, we hear you giving a bunch of shout-outs in this sort of multi-layered vocal effect. And at the end of the track, we hear you kind of burst out with this laugh, jokingly saying, yo, Chris, take that thing off. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. What was it that made that moment so funny when you were recording <laughs> that track? Nah, because I just kept shouting out, you feel me? I just kept saying shit. And then, like, the shit was on a loop, you feel me? So I'm like, yo, like, I want to stop, you feel me? So... <laughs> Word. Was it the like, was it you hearing it all of the, the layered vocals as well too? You said what? Was it you hearing all of the layered vocals kind of just coming at you? That's a fact. I figured that's, that's fact. what it was. But it, it it was funny, like, and that's the other thing about your music. Like you have this um it's this light uh fun approach in terms of the delivery, even though it's meaningful. Um one of the things that I think makes you also unique as an MC is your Caribbean-American vocal style, right? It, it reminds me of the Fugees, Busta Rhymes, Fife Dog, Boot Camp Click. You know, it has that reminiscent Caribbean influence in, in the vocals. Even though your style is distinctive in its own right, right. how do you develop <laughs> that unique vocal persona? All right, boom. So I got to give shout outs and enough credit to Bounty Killer. And I got to give shout out enough credit to my sis, Virginie Bonhomme. You feel me? So Jen, she used to basically, all right, she used to record me. You feel me? She used to record me back in the day. And, um, and basically like, all right. So I used to think in my head, like, all right, boom, I'm, I'm being mad productive. If I'm writing a rhyme, boom, I record it, uh, uh, like I'm getting shit done. You feel me? So um, some of my friends used to be like, yo, the writing is fire, but son, you sound like a robot. You feel me? So, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, so maybe you feel me? I shouldn't just write it and then just go spit it. Maybe I should just like sit with it for a little bit. So I used to go record by Jen and Jen was like, yo, son. Like you sounding like sounding like ah, you know what I mean, you sounding like you feel me. You need more flavor with it. You know what I'm mm. saying? So she used to be like, "Yo, you fuck with White Clef?" I'm like, "Yeah, I like White Clef." So she was like, "You see how White Clef is Haitian and he got that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, throw some of that Guyanese in your shit." And that's where it, you feel me? That's where that's where it happened for real. You know, real. Sh sh shout out to. Uh, what's her name again? Jen. Shout out Jenny to Jenny Bonhomme. Shout out to Jen because that's one of the best advice I think an MC can get. And I mean, really, it, it comes down to just being true to you, right? Facts. But uh, it's so dope when you can get that advice early in the game because it it translates into music successfully. And it's one of the reasons why I feel like your sound sets itself apart from a lot of other MCs out today, you know? Um, Thank you, word. Thank you. Indeed, indeed. Word. And she told me that back in, like, 2014. Wow. So, word. Dope, dope. So, as I was mentioning earlier, like, 
another thing that I, I really like about your voice is it's animated and you get to hear these different vocal inflections that make listening to you rap much more intriguing to me. Like I said, it has this fun and lively feel to it, while at the same time, the lyrics are still meaningful. What would you say inspired, you know, that vocal delivery? Mm, you feel, I like to have fun. You know what I'm saying? I like to have fun. Like, and like, I'll be thinking I'm a cartoon sometimes. You feel me? And, um, and at the same time, like, the same time, I don't want to be a preacher, but you feel me? I'll be, I'll be pending with a, you know what I'm saying? With a little, you know what I mean? So, word. I don't want to come off preachy, so I'll be having fun type shit. Makes a lot of sense. All right. The, the track, Slim Papa, from my observ, uh, yeah, from my observation, is a track about intimacy or like an intimate experience with a special lady. But what's interesting is that that concept doesn't come across that clearly on the surface listen, and you really don't really see the connection until the slow beat change and skit comes in at the end. Right. What made you take that sort of like lyrically coded approach to the subject matter on the track so slim papa is like a i wrote that song a little while ago and um and like <laughs> i don't want to say it because i was thinking about you feel me i was thinking about somebody and i was like you know just keeping it coded and like at that around that time too i ain't want to make girl songs that sound like girl songs you feel me? So, type shit. I could dig it. I could dig it. Right. I, I had to. I had to say, like, I had to go back and listen. You know, because in preparing for the interview, you know, I, I take a deeper listen to the music, right? Than initially, and I, I, I was like, you know, like really just trying to study the songs and see what jumps out at me. And I was like, yo, this is a track about a. A situation he's having you know what I mean um but I was like yo it's so cleverly coded I just had to ask you about you know that that approach so um thanks okay. for, for sharing that um the skit at the end of Slim Papa is hilarious as we hear what sounds like you snoring in the background and your mom surprisingly just bursting open the door yelling Boy, go and clean your blasted room. <laughs> right. What what inspired you to create all of those components of that skit at the end of that track? So, um, all right. So I kind of wanted it to sound like I was waking up from a dream. And like, so Chris definitely like helped facilitate that. You know what I'm saying? And um to 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 lead it into the next song, you know what I mean? And we was trying to find a perfect way. Of, I mean, we was that that kind of took us a little minute on that one too. I ain't gonna hold you. And um, shout out to one of the homies too, Cindy, for um loaning us her voice on that. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and word, the shit just came together smoothly. Like we tried, we tried a little couple times, but it, it definitely worked out well at the ending. Or cool, cool. You know, um, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like you fell asleep on the shorty. Nah, <laughs> okay. Nah, I was like, nah, yo, yeah. all right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, nah, it was just supposed to be like, I'm having a dream, like, you know, what oh, I mean? okay, got it, Word. got it, Word. got it. All right, so the let me go to the next question. Um, at the end of the track, Beyond Belief, you have a brief outer lute of your dad giving words of wisdom encouraging you to give thanks to God for everything you achieve before you ask for anything else. Right. What are some other principles you've learned from your dad that you take with you as you navigate through life? Just like being a man, you feel me? Like just being a stand up man. You know what I mean? And like, you know, just like, I'm gonna keep it real. So my father still live in Guyana. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
growing up he wasn't around so it wasn't much principles i could learn but Mm. it was always he was always very respectful he was always like always 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 trying to reach out you know i mean even it was times that i wasn't reaching out so like he was always a great father you know i mean and it just showed me like just being a great man you know i mean indeed indeed what you know you were talking about family earlier right and 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 this definitely shows on the album what would you say are some of the values you gained growing up in a a caring or loving guyanese family um well i ain't gonna front i'm blessed to have the mother that i have you feel Mm -hmm. me like i have a really i would say i really have a really good mother i'm thankful for that and um it just, you know, the way I navigate life is like, you know what I mean? I guess it's a reflection of, you feel me, that. Like I had a real good childhood, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't lack of nothing, you feel me? Even if I probably did, I didn't know I did, you know what I mean? So um, I'm thankful for that um, word. And it just, you know, it just, just reflects on how I treat the world today and the world treat me right back how I, you know what I mean? Type mm-hmm. shit. So, where I'm just, I'm just grateful. Dope, dope. If you had to just give some one, like one words of values you gain from, from growing up within your family, what would it would be? What would they be? Um, hmm. Hmm. Maybe two words. I would say togetherness, maybe. You know what I mean? Nice. Togetherness. Because, yeah, the family is pretty good, pretty tight-knit. You know what I mean? Or, you know, every family got their little, you know what I mean? They little nits and nats, but family is pretty good, pretty tight-knit. You feel me? I ain't going to hold you. Like, I'm, I, you know, being an artist, I don't be around as much. But, you know, I try to be around as much as I could. But, you know, or togetherness all right that's that makes sense um and it's a good one too now let me ask you did you did you uh actually grow up in guyana like did you spend time living in guyana nah i was just born there you feel me i was i was born in 1990 you feel me i came here in 1992 i went back to guyana in 97 but just for the summertime okay and then i went back again in 2000 you know what I'm saying? Got it. So you traveled but, back and forth. Right. Terms, yeah. So what would you say are some of your fondest memories in your travels back and forth to Guyana that you experienced there that you don't experience or haven't experienced here in the States? It was some mystical shit. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Word. Word. I'll tell you that. Like dreams. Dreams is crazy. Um um the the just nature period you know what i'm saying nature um uh the smell you feel me the 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 the, the quality of life and the quality of um the land and air and everything you know um it's it's a different type of living you feel me especially because i'm from the country side of diana too like burbies so it's like it's dope. I like it. I like it. It's definitely different. It shows you, it gives you, it gives me humility too, you know, like, or it's cool. Nice. Nice. The track Baba Roots is an example of hip hop of a hip hop reggae track done really well. In my opinion, whose idea was it for you to rap over this dance hall type of beat? <laughs> well, basically, Hajino sent me the beat, and I'm like, "Yeah, I need that." You feel me? <laughs> and I think he played it for me, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I need that." And then, um, boom! I just, you feel me? I had to start penning to that. But yeah, I love that. I love that song. Yeah. Or, and obviously, obviously, the beat sounds different from most of the beats on the album, but yet you were still able to sequence it in, in a way that. It still worked with everything else. Um, how'd you know where to place it? Because I feel like it's, was it like track eight or something? It's like in the middle of the album, I think. Bob, all right, so basically, 
like like I said, like it's like low key, like not like it's like a story if you really, you know what I mean, if I, it was a story to me. Uh, so Barbara Roots came after Beyond Belief. Right. You feel me? And um Beyond Belief to me is more of a feminine song. You know what I'm saying? Um, even though it's not about women or something, but it's to me it's a feminine song. You know what I mean? Because it's more of a subconscious song. You know what I'm saying? And um, I would say Baba Roots, you know, that's kind of low-key about my dad. You know what I mean? And if you peep in the beginning of um, Beyond Belief, I had my mom yeah, shouting. And then I had my dad at the ending, you feel me? And then brought in Baba Roots type shit. And nice. you feel me? Baba, like Papa, you feel me? Obviously, and it's like yeah. my my. Roots from my dad, that DNA. I like that. You have a line on the track Opulence where you say, I could write a movie if I could write a rhyme. You know, not everybody has that mentality to be able to envision their bigger potential. How'd you get to the mindset of learning to dream big? Um... I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess I I feel like I low-key always had it, but I always had to remind myself, mm. you know? Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, like always had to remind myself because like as a kid, I used to write little storybooks. You feel me? Like I used to watch Pokemon a heavy. I still, I still like Pokemon. You know what I mean? But um, I used to see how like, the story is going like, why well, I had to go like this? Why my son Ash couldn't wake up on time to get a Pokemon that he wanted? Like, why he had to get stuck with Pikachu? You feel me? So I used to like take computer paper, fold it in half, you feel me, and write the shit how I wanted it to go. You feel me? I used to put myself in the shit, you know what I'm saying? And my friends from school and whatever, but like, you know, I guess, you know, shit change and evolve into different types of art forms and shit. Like, I used to make freaking like i didn't have much toys growing up so like i used to take my mom foil paper and make like putties for my power rangers to fight you know mm. what i'm saying out of the foil so like like i always knew with my hands like i could make great things you know what i'm saying so like if i could write a little rhyme what is it not to write a movie you feel me what is it not to you know what i'm saying like you feel me <laughs> you feel me definitely or, you know, you, you said that you you would have to remind yourself, you know, at times to dream big. Like, what were those instances like? Like, like what, what got you to the place where you were able to succeed at reminding yourself? You know, you have, like, going through tribulations in life, mm -hmm. like, going through certain, I don't even want to call this tribulations because it's like, it's lessons. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And going through certain moments in life where it's kind of like lows to get back to the heights. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of got to, you know, pick yourself up and tell yourself, like, I remember a time I had a, um, you know, a group of, a group of people I used to be around and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, um, my style was always my style. You feel me? And, um, I believe Dave East had came out as a, as a rapper. You feel me? And niggas was bumping Davies heavy. You feel me? And niggas was like, yo, you might have to switch your shit up, son, because this shit right here is fire, son. Like, your shit, you feel me? What if your shit flop? You feel mm. me? Ah, ah. And I ain't gonna front. Shit kind of discouraged me for a little bit. But, like, you know, you gotta remind yourself. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, <laughs> type shit. Push forward like, on you, the goal, yeah. You know what I mean? So, we're... Dope, dope. So what does opulence look like for you in 2022, you know, even at this stage in the pandemic? How's your viewpoint on opulence? Opulence is, opulence to me is luxury. You feel me? It's, it's, it's riches. You know what I mean? But it's not just, it doesn't have to just be physical. You know what I mean? It could be a mindset. You know what I mean? It could be a state of mind. So, you know, like, if you aspire as something, then, you know, pull that shit towards you. Mm. You know, but 
it's just a state of being to me. You know what I mean? Because you could be a bum or you could be opulence type shit. Nah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. The song, to go with the, the food theme on the track, Plate Scrape, what would you say are your three favorite Caribbean dishes? Or Guyanese mm. dishes, if you want to even go a little bit more specific. Mm. Um, I like pumpkin and roti. Nice. You feel me? Um, I like... Hmm. So we got this, like... It's like a poor people meal, but I love this shit. It's called shine rice. You feel me? It's like um, rice with, like, coconut milk and, um, like, peppers and spices and stuff like that. So I like shine rice with um some like saltfish cakes. Um and I like the classic um rice with some spinach and some dal. <laughs> Word. The classic, yeah, the classic coolie meal. The dal with the um spinach and the rice. And I I, I need my dal in a cup. Word. Where does the food track, right? Which is Obviously, plate scrape. Where does it come in? Come in as part of the story. On the album, that track is really just a food for thought track. You know what ah, I mean? I like it. Right. It's really a food for thought track. It's not really necessarily about food. Period. You know what I mean? But we're... I could tell. I could tell because even when you when you listen to the track, you're using these food analogies, but you're talking about other stuff too. So yeah, I could, right. I could tell that. Yeah. I just had to ask you about food because no, it, no it, it's so no present. Doubt. Like even with the 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 pumpkin lentil soup that you know that you talk about, uh, it's like it's you could tell there's a lot of culture too. Like on the album, like you hear the 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 Guyanese culture, but you also hear like the food, which is a big part of culture. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. Right. Um, the beat change that goes from the last two tracks, plate scrape to elephants, is so dope. What's also amazing is that each track is produced by a different producer. I think it's like, what's it like? I think it's like Krista Castro and who's it? Kajino and um, Jesse Raxon. Jesse Raxon, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's Yeah, those two. Um, so yeah, so it's produced by a different producer, but they sound like they're part of the same track. How were you able to make the sequencing work so well with those two closing tracks? I won't give away too much secrets, you know, but, um, <laughs> but you know, like it's an air and then it's a, a genius brother. It's two genius, it's geniuses. You feel me? It's just a room of geniuses and we work together very well. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. Like with placement and techniques, we could get shit done type shit or. Hey man, it's working. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and it's you. delivering. So, I mean, hey, man, I just have to ask these questions, brother. No doubt, no um, doubt. Word. The last track, Elephants, is one of the dopest tracks on the album. Um, and there's a lot of dope tracks. Um, tell you. me why you chose to name that song, you know, by that name. And uh, also, like, what what was, like, the underlying meaning you were going for with it being the closing track? All right. So, um, to me, that song kind of, like, that song, that song got a lot of, a lot of little hidden joints in it. You feel me? Um, firstly, um, why is called Elephants is, like, all right, that's the song where I'm reflecting on me listening more and talking less you know what i'm saying me you know going through my journey and finding like all right nigga you don't know everything you feel me you need to like just chill you feel me and um and even like you know how elephants got big ass ears and like little ass mouth under the trunk you feel me um and i put it last because it's kind of like it kind of like tells it's kind of like the whole it's like it's like a summary of like the whole thing to me you know what i mean and um 
I wrote I wrote it too thinking about the movie Tenant. You know what I'm saying? And Tenant, mm. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like a kind of a movie on like time travel. And um that shit was really dope. I fuck with that movie heavy. And um and yeah, like you know, type I just kinda try to tie everything all together. But um but yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, man. Definitely a, a a really powerful closing track. You know, um the other thing too about that last track is that um it meshes with the first track very seamlessly. Right? It it doesn't even feel like the album is over when you get to Elephants. Um because it goes from Elephants. Right, so it doesn't feel like the album is over. It feels like PS4 box is just a continuation of Elephants. Mm. Yeah, it, it sounds mm. like the Hold album... on, Paul. Give me one second, bro. Give me yeah, one yeah. second. No, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my apologies. It's all good. Yeah. It feels like PS4 box is just a continuation of Elephants. How do you all plan for the outro and intro to segue so well in coming full circle? <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Word, we didn't. Wow. But even even though you didn't plan for it, like, what it, what would you say is the sauce that made it work out like that? Um, like from you just telling me this is me is news to me right now. Mm. You feel me? Like I didn't know that. You feel me? From the playback coming around, like from the ending of Elephants to the beginning of PS4 box sounds. You feel me? I never listened to it like that yet. Yeah. You feel me? I always cut it off after it's finished type shit. So, like, and I'm gonna be clear. Word. Like I I haven't listened to it like that specifically as well but the beat sounds so like cohesive that when when elephants cuts off i could just feel it picking back up easily mm, with the intro mm, mm. and i was so, just curious to know if that was something you guys planned but like you said it's what happens not at so, all yeah Word. yeah it, it just it just has that effect on me you know, I don't know if it'll That's be fire. the same way for everyone else, but I get that That's effect, fire. you know. Um, yeah. That's oh, fine. Nah, it's, yeah, I, yeah, I can definitely see that. So, first of all, brother, I want to thank you for the time that you have given here to talk about this album. I know I had a lot of questions about the project, but um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about like what's next for you and how do you see this, the promotion of this project rolling out? Like, you know, as the year continues to unfold. I have, um, I still have a ton of things for this project that I have to give to the world. You feel me? Um, I don't want to say too much on what those things are, but they are some more, um, you know, physical things and visual things um and you know i got new music coming and you know new projects on the works as well um and there's been a ton a ton of things opening up so like it's a bunch of it's a bunch of like a bunch of new a breath of fresh air things coming so nice. um this is pretty yeah just be be on the lookout nice so right. is it is it safe to say we'll get another EP or album from you before the year is out? Another what? EP or album or project from you before the year is out? I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. Sure, Could sure. Possibly happen. And it, it, I, it, I don't want to make no promises, but that's possible. Right, and even if you don't put it out, I think this project has the weight to carry you for at least another two years. You know what I mean? Um, but nah, I ain't gonna, nah, I ain't on that type of time. But thank you though. Or, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Sure. Or, now, do you do you plan at 
at some point to release it on DSPs, digital streaming platforms? Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. Um, I'm still just, you know, I don't know when I want to put it up there yet, but yes, I will eventually. Yeah. Eventually. I mean, I, I got to say, man, to anyone listening out there, it's definitely worth the Bandcamp purchase. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a dope listen, man. Um, and, and one of my favorite projects of the year so far, man, um, like when I did my February best of list, it was like clearly in like my top five, um, of, of projects that was released in that month. So yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how much more you, you do with this project. You are, you looking at doing like spot dates, tours or shows as they become available and more music videos and stuff like that. For sure. For nice. sure. Dope, dope. So All in right. closing, I, I, I want to ask you this, man. Like, I feel like you, you have a lot more to offer as an MC and we'll, we'll be hearing a lot more from you years to come. But, um, I guess if you had to share this point, like what, what do you want your impact as an MC to be, or like, what would you like your legacy to be as, as an MC? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, I want to be a hall of famer. You know what I mean? Like I want to be a hall of famer as far as like up there with the best MCs. You know what I mean? Um, I want to be, I want to go down in history. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't want to be a flash in the pan. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Um, or I want to be a hall of famer. I want to be ranked up there with the greats. And yeah, I want to, I don't want to just only just be an MC either. You know what I'm saying? I want to open other doors for me too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, or. What, 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 what are those doors, um, or what are those areas that you would like to explore? You know, other business ventures, um, sure. movies, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're just like letting, you know what I mean? Before I used to think like, all right, um, if music could just, you know, help me feed my family and, you know, I'll be all right. But, um, nah, son, like. Nah. <laughs> like, nah, especially like, today, nah, you like, gotta have multiple different streams of revenue. Facts, right? indeed, facts. indeed. Now, in regards to your message, what do you want that legacy to be? Your, your message as a as an MC. Um, I want that to, I want that message just to, you know, just to encourage everybody just to be yourself. You know what I mean, like, just be yourself. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, nobody is trying to, you feel me? Nobody's going to laugh at you for being yourself. You feel me? People are actually going to probably fuck with you even more if you just be yourself. Real you talk. I mean, it's, everybody is taken already. So that's just my message right there. All right. Real talk, man. Well said. Listen, man, thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this interview. For the folks listening, go no check out that album is on Bandcamp, more chores as well as his other projects um all of the projects are dope even though my favorite is more chores <laughs> but they're all dope <laughs> thank you thank you um you want to give people your social media pages and you know links online where they can find you um you can find me at well um at sign lord queso on instagram um, at Chef Water Slice on Twitter, um, Bandcamp.com backslash Lord Queso on Bandcamp. You can search Lord Queso up on um, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, or, but yeah, so you find me. Dope, dope, dope. And to all of our viewers and listeners, remember you can catch us at OutTheBoxMedia.com. Make sure you go to the website to keep connected with um, all we got going on with Out The Box Talks for season four, as well as the music review channel where we do, I often do a lot of music reviews on new new hip hop coming out and um, new music on the blog as well. So keep connected and you can also subscribe for free on the website if you just hit that subscribe tab to join our mailing list so you can be updated with all things happening with Out The Box. 
I want to thank my guest again, Lord Queso. I appreciate you, brother. Continue to do no your doubt, thing. No doubt, man. Or, thank you for having me. Yes, man. Um, and I will, you know, look forward to uh, look forward to what's next, man. And just you know, being eagerly uh, interested in what uh, what comes next in the music, man. So, um, listen, man. Thank you again. And to all of the viewers and listeners, we will catch you on the next episode. I want to say peace, love, and light. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay focused. We out. Peace, brother. Bye.